happy family day. I guess that's what it is. You know, this is one of these long weekends that um, I always forget even exists. And I also don't know why it exists. I mean, I'll take it, dude. You fucking give me a long weekend. I'll take it any day of the week. You don't have to make a whole thing. I like how we have to make up some, you know, there has to be some thing to get a fucking Monday off around here. Thanks, capitalism. Thanks a lot. There has to be a goddamn, you have to have a family nowadays to get a goddamn (laughs) Monday off. You know what I mean? Jesus had to die and come back to life like a zombie for us to get a couple days off. It's unfucking believable. Why isn't there just a day that's like, hey, yeah, half your money goes to the government anyway. Why don't you take, why don't we take all the days off that we spend working for the government? And you know what I'm talking about. I'm coming out real hot today. I'm coming out with conspiracy theories. You know what it is? It's because I flew back from Niagara this weekend and I think I breathed in a bit of a chemtrail. And uh, contrary to previous belief, chemtrails, they don't make you complacent. They make you question everything. I've been questioning everything, including this family day. What is it, though? Honestly. I mean, maybe that is what this is. Maybe they're honestly just like, let's give the people another Monday. So just slap a thing on it and slap something that's not controversial. You know, something that can't get canceled somehow in 2023. Family might be the only thing left. Call it family day. Everyone gets a day off, whatever, you know. Whether you, even though you usually probably don't spend it with your family, you're probably getting hammered, aren't you? You're probably getting day drunk, thinking about your family, but you're not with them. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I remember back in university when we ha- we would have reading week, which I think was actually like two weeks or whatever, reading week. And, you know, if you didn't have exams over that, nobody read. Nobody was, re- no one left university after slaving away doing goddamn tests all the time to uh, getting a week off. They're like, you know what I'm going to do? Just read. You know what I'm going to do? Cancel my Netflix subscription and I'll just read. You know what? Oh, I'd love to read a classic like Moby Dick. Spoiler alert, the the whale kills them, I think. <laughs> Does he? I don't know. I don't know if they ever got him. Was he a real whale? I don't know. Who cares? But nobody's reading, you know? So that was one of those loopholes. You, you would get really fucked on that weekend. Though. I remember that. Like if you reading week or whatever... You, you were lucky if you had an exam on like the first day and then you're done and then you can go, you know, fuck off, go to the mountains, ski. A lot of people would ski. Some people would just, you know, hang out in the alley, you know, shoot something into their arm, whatever, whatever you're into, but you'd have the whole week to do it. But some kids had like two exams in the last two days. <laughs> so they had to study for the whole thing like a loser. Anyway, Hooters is still exer- around. Did you guys know that? I, I honestly, so th- this is how I know I was in Niagara this weekend, just got back. They still have Hooters and the, just the, you know, I had to sit and think about it for a while because I'm like, just, it's impressive to me that just in this time and age where you would think that's the one restaurant that wouldn't be allowed to, to be around for obvious reasons, given everything and all that. And they're still, they stuck to their guns. They might be the only restaurant that has stuck to their, like even McDonald's has served salads now. Subway, I don't even know if Subway makes sa- sandwiches anymore. They make bowls. Who the fuck is getting a Subway bowl? Honestly, what do you do? I don't even understand. I understand the sandwich. We're all just like, you know, they tricked us. They tricked us with Jared. They tricked us. You know, he had a big pair of pants. Then he ate 900 sandwiches. Then he was in a smaller pair of pants. And the rest of us were just like, I guess that's really healthy then. I guess there's all just nutrients and fucking speed inside the sandwiches. So you just lose weight. So that stick worked. And it was, I'm not mad at it. That's brilliant marketing. But then 
you know, it turns out he was doing some stuff on the side. Which, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even going to touch that one. But now they're doing bowls. And I'm like, this is, I don't know. It seems gross to me. Remember when Subway did, they used to do breakfast. Do they still do that? That's the grossest shit. Dude, because here's the thing about Subway. And I'm not above it. I, I'm like, I'm honest. I'm going to be real with you guys. I, I had a meatball marinara. When I landed in Toronto on Friday, I had a meatball. I always, I don't know what it is, but when I, I just go, when I'm going to do Subway, let's go dirty. All that meat, all the meat at that goddamn place is suspect to say the least. It's not even, that meat has never even touched an animal. It has been, I would love to see the factory where they make the beef and the chicken in the same assembly line. And there's, one person spray painting it brown and the other person is leaving it white and it's coming out of pellets that are getting recycled from beanbag chairs that got tossed in the ocean from people in 1986. That's what that goddamn meat is coming from. So to me, I go, Hey, if we're doing subway, let's just get the dirtiest of the dirty. I do the meatball marinara sub. And I, let me tell you this. something. Let me tell you this something, huh? Let me tell you something. That sub is so dirty. It's not even on. Like, if you go to Subway and you look at the menu or whatever that's above them, that sub is so dirty, it's not even featured. It's like, it's too dirty for Subway itself to tell you about. That's like, you know, having a drug dealer who deals in weed and, you know, mushrooms, friendly, healthy things. And on the low key, he also does hair, you know, he'll, he'll shovel you some some Oxycontin, but he, you got to ask for it. He's not advertising it because... Even deep down, even a drug dealer has morals and knows it's not right. I mean, I'll give it to you because, you know, there's money and there's profit, but I'm not going to push it. I think that's the way the meatball marinara sub is with Subway. They know deep down that nobody in their life should consume this shit. Whatever fucking meat has been rolled into a ball, probably with some children's bare hand in Thailand... Five months ago, then frozen in an in, in LNG gas ship and then brought over and dropped off at a dock where it sat out in the sun. But who gives a shit? You can't get food poisoning because bacteria won't even grow on it. And then it gets shoveled off to a subway. Think about the fact that there are subways up in like Fort McMurray. You think about the journey that ingre- that meatball has taken to get up there and you think that's going to be healthy? No. But it just goes to show, if you heat up anything and put enough sauce on it, it's edible. You know, I had a guy offered to catch me a rabbit one time outside of the comedy cave. 100% true. Now this man, I don't like to judge, but it looked like he didn't have a house. And again, I don't like to judge, but it looked like he was, it looked like even if he had a house, he's not sleeping in it. He might be sleeping around it. He might be sleeping outside of it, just outside watching, but he definitely wasn't. He wasn't partaking in indoor sleep. I can tell you that. But he offered me. I was walking in. I thought I was about to get shanked just by the look. And he says, I'll catch that rabbit for you. And he didn't. Here's what. Here's the thing that's so sweet about it. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for a Google review. He just said, I'll catch that rabbit for you. And he said, I'll. And I said, that's okay. (laughs) I was like, no, that's all right. And he says, no, no, I'll catch that rabbit for you. And listen, I'll tell you this. I'll cook it up so good. That thing will taste like KFC. And like I tell you, if there wasn't a such thing as viruses or, 
you know, food poisoning or bacteria or E. coli, salmonella, I might have taken it up on it. I might go for some, you know, local Calgary street meat, some local Bonnie KFC, because he might be right. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of ironic that the guy who doesn't look like he has a house has a air fryer <laughs> somewhere in the back. So I can't remember what my point is with this, but I got that meatball marinara sub. And here's the other thing that's dirty, too, is I add, I add bacon to it. And it's, dude, it's so funny when you look at those, even the bacon strips are like, oh my God, I feel so stuffed up right now. I literally feel like I have asbestos in my nose. Jesus Christ. Let me take a breath. Oh my God. Um, you look at those bacon strips and it looks like the shit that, uh, you know, when they make dog treats that are bacon, they're called bacon strips. Do you get it? It's a pun. It's a B E G G I N. Cause all things dog related have to be a pun. It begging strips. That's what it looks like. I honestly, it might be dog food. Let's be honest. Subway might be dog food, but they make it work and it's still good. So I'm not above it, but they make bowls now. And, um, you know, the whole point of this is that Hooters is real. That's what we're really trying to talk about. Hooters is alive in Niagara Falls. And it's the funniest thing. So I was joking around. Like that was the first thing I said when I went on stage for all the shows. I'm like, it's a, ama- I didn't even know Hooters was still in business. And it's, I swear to God, it's the first billboard you see when you drive in is a Hooters billboard. And there's like three girls on it. Like, and it's not like the, what, this is what I love is they've stuck to the guns so much that it's not like the outfits have been updated. It's not like it's been rebranded. It's like, Hey, this is still a place of boobs and chicken wings. And we're keeping it like that. The billboard is just three chicks on it. And I can't remember exactly what it said, but I'm pretty sure it said, do your kids like tits? I'm like 99% sure it, the, the whole thing was come to Hooters. Do your kids like tits or potato skins? Cause we got both. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm a fan because you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of like it's old school and it's ironically, if you ever watch the um, undercover boss, that show, which by the way, I never knew if that was real or not or staged. I think it started off real and then it became staged, but the Hooters episode, I'll never forget because the guy was, who would have thought, you know, the CEO goes undercover, who's inherited the company from his dad. So that's already a disaster. Son, I want you to have my tit chicken enterprise. I want you to grow. I want you to grow this company. I want you to go around and find more tits and open more restaurants because that's what this family was built on. You see this ranch I have out here with these horses? These horses were bought by standing on the tits of... (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, so anyway, yeah, phenomenal that it's still around. And they, they are marketing it as a family restaurant, which is hilarious. And all jokes aside, there was something about, like, a discount for kids, which is even more funny to me. But fuck it, dude. We Why can't we still have stuff that is offside? You know, let the people decide. Obviously, it wouldn't be a business if enough people didn't go there. I actually went to read the reviews, and they were hilarious because I don't know if they can delete them, but nobody even mentions the boot. It's literally just food-based reviews, and I go, I'm living in a simulation. It has to be. It's just the, the reviews are just like any other restaurant. They're like the chicken was really, you know, the sauces were 
stupendous, but I found that the, you know, that my plate was a little bit dirty. So it's four stars. By the way, here's how you know a, a Google review. A Google review? This is what I figured out. This is how you know a Google review is bullshit because, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but Google reviews, when you go look at a place, if you actually read into the goddamn thing, especially when there's like, you know, 3,000 reviews for a business, that's an insane, for any business, that's an insane amount. When you go read through there, you're like, oh, these are clearly written by like some Russian bot farm. Like these companies can just hire a firm that just has 300 people sitting in a warehouse that writes reviews for them. And you can tell because you go through and the reviews are formulaic. Like the reviews are literally, here's how you know, they'll mention the name of the person, how great they were, their experience, blah, blah, blah. And once you read 15 to 20 of them, they're a little bit different because they're clever enough to not just copy and paste, but you get the pattern because who the fuck puts a name in a Google review? You look at 7-Eleven and there's a Google review and it's like, Terry was very nice when I bought a bag of chips. Who the f- How do you know his name was Terry, you weirdo? You don't. It's because you're in a, you know, you're in a warehouse in a basement in East India or something. <laughs> just pick a country writing this and they put the name because... They think we're dumb, and they think that's more personable. It's so bizarre, dude. But these co- that's why I don't trust Google reviews at all. The only Google reviews I trust, actually, is when it's a one star for the business. Because I go, nobody would, nobody would pay for that shit. So then I go, now I can trust these reviews. And this place is a piece of shit. And then it piques my interest. I go, maybe let's go see. Oh, the other thing I was thinking was funny about Hooters is the fact it's still around, but it's 2023. And I said this at the shows, which I thought was fun. Like, it's funny to think that they can just serve, you know, a brownie Sunday to a nine-year-old for his birthday with their tits out. But they probably still have to have their pronouns <laughs> on the fucking thing. How funny is that? I guarantee it's like, she, her candy. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, by the way, speaking of Google reviews. I flew into Toronto on Friday. This is, and I, I might sue Expedia. And if you've had this experience, you reach out because we can do a uh, class action lawsuit against them. This was absolute bullshit. So I book a, uh, I book a rental car and I always like, to, I like to use Expedia because, or one of these third party sites, because you can, you know, you book it and then you don't have to pay till you get there. I find a lot of times if you just go through, you know, Hertz or enterprise or whatever, you have to pay right away. And there's, some, I, you know, as a, it's just human nature. We love flexibility. What if something happens? And also to pay something later is always better. So I, that's the whole reason I use it, right? I don't know if the rate is cheaper. I don't, who knows? You know, they advertise on that, but that's always, that seems to be bullshit every time. You know what I mean? It's the same way AMA says their travel is a lot cheaper. And then I look at the AMA site and I go look at the actual hotel site and it's like the exact same thing. So I think all of that stuff is just a gong show. I think it's all games. I would love to talk to someone in that actual industry because I think it's all absolute hog shit and just mind games and stuff like that. So anyway, I booked through Expedia and here's the risk that you take too before I say what happened in Toronto. When you book through these third-party sites, they don't communicate in real time with the rental place. So they will eventually communicate that there's a reservation, but they don't have real-time inventory from that place. 
there's sort of a buffer built in. And this is the same shit that airlines used to do where they would, you know, airlines used to book. And I don't know if they're even allowed to do this or they don't anymore. Maybe they still do. They used to book the airline capacity at 110%. They would sell tickets, right? Because they assume a certain number of people were not going to show up. They don't want to have unutilized seats. So they would oversell the plane. But then if everyone does show up, someone gets bumped and it's fucking bullshit, right? And they used to play that game forever to optimize. And that's sort of what these um, third-party sites are doing for that company is they're selling extra ones. Anyway, you can entirely show up after booking through Expedia or Hotels.com and just be prepared that you might not have a car because they can literally go, that's a third-party site. We had actually already sold out of cars. That doesn't get communicated directly in real time to Expedia and then you show up and Expedia thought they had cars so you booked blah 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 now what I had in Toronto was an even worse situation maybe not even worse but different I show up and I booked through Expedia and I booked a car that was like a hundred dollars for two days which was half to a third of the price of all the other places and this is where you know I actually just got mad at myself on this one because this is the oldest adage in the book, which is if it's too good to be true, it's too good. And dumb, dumb me, when I go and book and I go, everything else is 200 bucks, $250. And this one is $95. Huh? Should, should I inquire as to why it's so much cheaper? No. Should I just trust that that's all above board and that this place just for whatever reasons, you know, rents their cars that half market price. So I did. <laughs> so I book it through some company, by the way, that I've never heard of either, like Economy Rentals. That sounds good. That sounds real attractive. That's like if you stayed at a, at a hotel called Economy Hotel. Oh, can't wait to have bed bugs in my anus. But again, I wasn't thinking, and this is a lesson. This is why I'm sharing it. This is a lesson for everyone here. So red flag right away was, I don't know this company, and it's got a shitty ass name economy Ugh. economy rentals when you oh you should be called inflation vehicles <laughs> yeah we're doing a little economics jokes here okay but i get so i land and i'm walking through and you know thank god i gave myself a lot of time you know i had like five hours to get over to niagara which is an hour away and i and i look at the address for the car rental place like that was what's weird to me is i, I pull up my reservation and it says pickup. It doesn't say YYZ, which is Pearson Airport. It says an address. And I'm like, why the fuck would it say an address? Like, hmm. So I click that, you know, and I maps it. And, oh, lovely. The address that it gives me from my location inside gate, you know, B41 or whatever, is 30-minute walk away. So right away, I'm like, I'm so confused. I don't understand what's happening because when I booked through Expedia, I selected... Toronto Pearson Airport, pickup drop off, made the reservation. And this place is a 30 minute walk away. So in my mind, I'm just going, well, it must just be that they put an address that's like maybe the front of the airport. Dude, I don't, I was literally thinking that I'm like, maybe it's the front of the airport. Like, you know, it's a big airport. I don't know. So maybe that's what it, or it's like a, the address is wrong or it's beside, I don't know. Right. I'm in denial. That's the first stage of grief is denial. This can't be right. It can't be over there. So I start walking and I get to the actual car rental location of the airport, which by the way, Pearson is an absolute bitch to navigate. It's so confusing. So I finally, you know, find out where the car rental place is. 
there's no economy. And I realized, oh, because I Google it again and to see where it actually is. And that's the correct address. It's not at the airport. What the fuck? It's not at the airport. It's close. It's close if I had my running shoes and I was ready to train as soon as I landed. But it's not. It's 30 minute walk away. I'm like, that's not the airport. So what the fuck? So then I go, all right, well, I'm going to have to pay for this. So that's fine. I have plenty of time. And I also know that those walking times, when you Google something, you Google maps it and it says walking time of, you know, it says like 30 minutes. In reality, that's for someone with like scoliosis. That's for one of these slow walker people that you want to stab in the neck that just dawdle because they have nothing to do in their life and they just walk diagonally and cut everyone off with their hands behind their back and they that's the walking speed that they based on. So if you walk like a human, if you walk like a human who has, I don't know, any level of health in your body, you can, a 30 minute walk on Google walk, you know, estimate is like 22 minutes. So I'm like 20 minute walk, that's fine, it's not bad. And it wasn't that bad outside, so I'm like, let's go. So. Here's what I found out, though. You can't just walk out of an airport, okay? An airport is not a... Dude, it's not a garden. It's not a tourist attraction. It's not a mall. It's not even a Montana steakhouse where there's a sidewalk leading up. There's no sidewalk (laughs) leading up to an airport because why would there be, right? Why would there? Nobody walks to an airport. Who's... Who lives so close to an airport where you're like, oh, let's just walk to gate A and go get some chicken filet? No, nobody walks to an airport, therefore, no sidewalk. So I, <laughs> what do I do? Dude, I just go, well, we're going to just MacGyver this walk. So here I am. I got my duffel bag. I got my backpack on, my personal item, my very personal item. And I start walking. I'm just trying to walk out of the airport on grass. I climb over a hill by the parkade and then I'm at the entrance to the airport where everyone's coming in and I have to run across like a, like an absolute idiot, five lanes of traffic. I have to wait for a gap and run diagonally across. All I could think was everyone looking ahead going, look at this absolute idiot. What is this? This is a drug smuggler who's like trying to get over the Toronto border. I don't know. I could not help about thinking how dumb. How dumb it must have looked for everyone else who would have said. Because if I saw that, if I saw somebody when I drove to the airport with luggage running across the street as I'm pulling in, I would I would call the police. So I'm just lucky I didn't get arrested. So I run across and I start walking. And I'm, you know, it's one of these things too where I kept, you know, mapsing it and updating. And the map it's giving me is the dumbest. It's like telling me to go left into a parking lot while there's a fence. And then I kept clinging to there was this one left that led to an intersection where there then appeared to be a sidewalk that I could walk to this place. It's such an absolute gong show at this point. That's unbelievable. And so I'm walking, 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 and I get close to go left to where this gate or this um, you know intersection is to connect back with reality and the real world and be able to walk to this place. And there's a gate because it's an airport. It's a 20-foot high fence. That apparently Google Maps didn't know about. Or Apple Maps. Whatever I'm using. So now I'm just effed. And I, I also had a moment of clarity where I'm like. If I have to do this insane trek. To leave the airport. When I come back to leave on Sunday. How the fuck am I even going to get in here? So this is dumb. 
So I go, whatever. I will if I have to, I'll eat the cost on the this rental that I booked. Although I would fight it with Expedia, and I'm going to go back to the airport and just pray to God that one of the places has a car available. So then I had to. Now here's the even worse part: going back wasn't the same route that was available on the way there, and it's difficult to explain. But it's just the way that I had to parkour this goddamn route through the airport. I couldn't even do it on the way back, so I had to cut over again across <laughs> the same. Five lanes of entrance traffic to the airport. And then I couldn't get around this corner to get back to the parkade. So I had to go farther away to like the far side of the parkade. And I found a like a vulnerability, which was like a gap in between the column and the fence. And fortunately, because your boy's been training and running, I was just thin enough to fit through. I had to throw my duffel bag through, take my backpack off, chuck them through, and then slither my way. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. Dude, even as I as I relive this, it's unbelievably embarrassing. I had to slither my way back into the Toronto Pearson airport. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, find my way through and get back to, like, the uh, car rental place. And so finally, like, Eventually, I was able to go to and just rent one the same day, which was lucky. It was lucky that any of them had a vehicle available. Cause, and by the way, I went to Enterprise first, and I told her, I was like, hey, do you have any cars today? She's like, no, I'm sold out. And I was like, I'm like, I cannot be the first person who's made this mistake. But I rented a car, and it's at this economy. That, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's off-site. She's like, this happens all the time. So, hey, Expedia, fix it. Fix it. You're tricking people. If someone selects an airport for car pickup, it should be at the airport. 30 minutes away is, what is that? Because here's the thing. There's no real good option. First of all, you're not going to walk it. You can't walk out too. It's not right to take a taxi over there. It's just not right. And I'll tell you why. And here's the thing. I'm not a fan of taxis. I'm the first person to tell you it's an, it's absolute bullshit how much they charge. Especially, you know, and then Uber comes in and they complain about it. It's like, oh yeah, because they... Because they figured out a way to beat you because they don't charge you $40 the minute you get picked up at the airport for nothing. And they're nice to you and they give you snacks. <laughs> but I do have empathy for the the taxi drivers because if you've ever seen at the airport, and you might already know this is how it works, is they literally have to queue up in a line. Like there's a parking lot at every airport, or at least the bigger ones or whatever, where they all queue up in line. And they have to wait their turn. Like they wait there for hours, depending on the, you know, number of arrivals and number of taxis. They can wait there from two to three, I believe, hours, just sitting in a car, inching forward. So that by the time that you exit the airport and there's a taxi sitting there, that guy, it's not like he just showed up and he can pick you up. That guy's been waiting in a parking lot behind the 150 other taxis to come grab someone. And so... This is where if you get in and you're like, I just want to go to the hotel that's two minutes away, he has to take you. And I understand it's not okay for them to be shitty about it, but I understand the frustration. Like imagine waiting three hours just so you can make enough money and get a tip to justify waiting there that long. And then someone just wants to go two minutes away. You make zero money and you have to get back in the line again. It's just unbelievable. So I get it. I get it. And actually there was a case in Calgary a couple of years ago. Where a guy got in trouble because that's what happened. A girl, it was like minus 30. She got the taxi. She said she wanted to go to the hotel that was like one minute from the airport. Which again, I get because if you have no other option, 
what are you going to do? Especially when it's minus 30. You literally can't walk over there. There's no way to get over there. It's a 20-minute walk, one-minute drive. You know what I mean? And he said no, and he got in deep shit. And I see both sides. She has no other options, so what's she supposed to do? But I also get for him, he's like, hey, man. You know, I just, that means I just wasted five hours of the day. So, I don't know. What am I doing? A TED Talk on transport here? I don't know. So, anyway, Niagara was amazing. I didn't go to Hooters, but it was great to see. Actually, I ate Papa John's pizza, which is some of the dirtiest shit. And I'm not, dude, here's the thing. I am not a pizza snob. I can eat almost anything. I'm a garburator. You give me a delicio, yum, 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 yum. I crush that all day. The only pizza place I've ever had a beef with is Panago. I think it's, I think it's terrible. But I got Papa John's because by the time I was done my shows, it's 1 a.m., nothing's open. And I don't know what it was. Now, again, I don't know if this just this location cut corners, but I actually got, and it might be my fault too, because I got this like, here's the thing. When you order takeout pizza, when you're hungry, it's a disaster because they get you with everything. When you're starving, you could order an extra large pizza. And then they're like, do you also want 55 garlic finger sticks? And you're like, I can't not. I do. Of course I do. And they do do, they do that shit. Where you're at checkout and you're happy with your order. You know it's enough to feed you and two of the rooms beside you. And at checkout, they're like, do you want a, do you want a brownie? And you're like, oh, fuck. Can I just buy my thing? And they're like, you can, but how about a special price on this brownie? And you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so they know how to do it, man. But it was dirty. I got this like stuffed crust with with pepperoni in it. And I got to tell you, even for me, that was too much. Even for me, stuffed crust is enough. Like that's already exciting with the pepperoni and a pepperoni pizza. It was too much of a good thing. It was like having an ice cream cone where they're like the cone also ice cream. (laughs) Hey, do you want some ice cream? And then when you hold it, it's also ice cream. So yeah, it was too much of a good thing. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm picking a lot of beef with uh, fast food restaurants today, huh? I got Subway in the crosshairs. I got Papa John's in the crosshairs. I got but Hooters. Hooters I gave my endorsement to. How ironic. I got to think, if you weren't hungry before you listened to this, you're hungry now. You're thinking about, you're going to eat one of those things. You are either going to go to Subway and you're going to get a sandwich or you're going to order a pizza or you're going to Google tits for, for Hooters. <laughs> Oh, man. So anyway, it was a great trip. Great shows. Um, One guy fell asleep during the show. So that was amazing. And actually, I'm going to try to put a video up of it this week. It was absolutely hilarious. This guy was so hammered. He actually he passed out. This was the last show and it's the late show. So I get it a little bit. This was the late show on Saturday. I look over and this guy is snoo. I look and I go, is that guy fucking sleeping? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. So I go, shush, let's not let's not wake him. Right. And we'll get quiet. And then I start like talking about it. And here's the thing. This guy was so blacked out that even with a live comedy show in front of him, even with people laughing at full volume, didn't even move, didn't even move. In fact, I got off stage and took a picture with him. Still didn't move. Looking back, we might have, we maybe should have checked for a pulse. I didn't even think about that at the time. I just didn't think someone could actually die. And insert, you know, hacky joke about killing at a comedy show here. But I didn't think someone would die. But looking back, he could have been dead. And then that would have been the most viral video on YouTube. That would have been my break. That would have been the one. If he actually died, 
Could you imagine a YouTube video called guy literally dies at comedy show? Come on. Maybe I'll pretend he died and that'll be the one. But yeah, we look over. It was hilarious. Like he's just in a chair by himself. So I still don't know if he left his group, found a chair and he's like, I'm just going to go for a little snooze (laughs) with his head completely backwards. Or if he passed out so hard that his group just fucked off and left him because they were so embarrassed. I don't know. I tried to track them down after the show. I actually saw him. So he was up and moving. He is alive. I mean, he might have died later that night. I would not be surprised. But he was alive for for legal par- for legal purposes. I would like to clarify. He was alive when he left my show for at least a minute to get up the stairs. So I could not believe that, though, dude. I mean, we've all been there. We've all been, you know, drank too much and then you pass out, that type of thing. But, dude... To get so drunk that you literally black out like live at a comedy show is amazing. Amazing. Think about the things that could happen to you. Oh, my God. Oh, maybe that's like that's got to be some male privilege right there because no girl would ever. Yeah, that would be a completely different situation. Right. Also, her friends wouldn't just fucking leave her. That's a big difference between men and women, huh? Like if girls went out as a group and one of them literally blacked out, they'd be like, we're going to go home, take Brittany home. Get her home right now. We're going as the group. Stop. Stop. There would be beef, right? You know that they get into a fight about it. But then they'd be like, let's it's for her. I know we paid for tickets, okay? We'll find it. I will pay you back. Or whatever. We'll find a way. But we have to get her like she's passed out. Like girls would actually take care of each other. When a guy passes out a comedy show, like fucking Greg. <laughs> Leave him at his seat. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I hope the comic notices. He is noticing. <laughs> I bet if he was I bet if he didn't come to on his own. His friends would have just left him <laughs> and then gone back to the hotel. Like, Hoo. so that was amazing. But that was probably, that was one of the highlights of the shows over this weekend. Um, yeah, super fun, cold as fuck again. And, uh, you know, that's why, you know, what's underrated is hand cream, hand cream and get your, get your dirty little head out the gutter. Cause I'm not talking about that. Okay. Although I will say it is tough as a man, I was innocently buying hand cream at the airport and people are looking at me like, Mm-mm, not here. You don't do that here. And I'm like, I my hands are cracked and I can just see they're like, Mm-mm, this is an airport. Okay. There's no smoking and no doing that on the airplane. But uh, yeah, it's just so, and maybe it's because I live in an arid place where your hands are just cracked all the time. And I never looked at it. I never noticed. And then I don't want to talk about this is stupid. I'm telling you to put cream on your hands. Hey guys, cream your hands. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, you know what else is annoying about winter too? And I just got this this week. Is the uh, I got a fucking huge chip in my windshield, and um, you know I'm usually pretty good at repairing. Here's the thing: when you get a chip in your windshield, you can literally go to Canadian Tire and get a kit for $18 to repair it. I'm really good at it. Usually like when I see it, I I hop on it, but I got one and I still don't know how it even happened because it's right underneath where my, uh, it's right underneath where my wiper blades sit at the bottom. So they must've literally been up as I was like, you know, they're wiping snow or something off the windshield. And then a rock hit right underneath. And because I didn't see it, I didn't fill it in. And then of course, last weekend when I was driving to a show in drum Heller. Oh, we'll talk about that in a second. I drove to a show in Drumheller. Um, 
the uh, thing just out of nowhere just cracked. I think it was just because of temperature. So the fucking thing cracks. This is a brand. This is my brand new car. I've had this thing for like, I don't know, five months or whatever. Brand new windshield, which is apparently Gorilla Glass, which to me, I'm like, isn't that what the iPhone is made of? So does that mean I should be able to drop my Jeep from like at least five feet in the air and it's fine? Right? That's what the iPhone has. I got the Gorilla Glass windshield. This should be impenetrable. Nope. Fucking thing cracks and it's just devastating. You know, it's one thing if it's an older car. It's just my baby. It's brand new. So I'm, I'm pissed and I start scrambling. So I, I try to buy one of the, the kits. Now, here's the thing. You can buy a kit to repair a, uh, a chip pretty successfully. There's no kits to repair a crack. I, I mean, I looked online and apparently like here's the thing that's annoying. I guess when you when you repair a chip, you fill it in. You can barely see it anymore. So it looks fine. It looks pristine. But when you repair a crack, you can't fill it in. Even the guy. So I drove all the way over to this, you know, repair place. And the guy was like, I wouldn't even repair this. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, it's cracking in a way that looks like it's aiming down. So it's going to come back up. It's going to come back down to the bottom of the windshield. And he's like, I can fix it, but it's going to look the exact same. That's annoying. I thought you could actually fill it in so that, you, you know, it would look like a, you know, new windshield again. Apparently you can't. So he's like, just leave it because it's going to just, it's going to work its way to the bottom of the windshield. And then you're fine anyway and save the 60 bucks. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you another little something here. I appreciated that guy's honesty, and I like that. That's a good trait for him. And someday he's going to have children, and they're going to be good because they have an honest father. And I really hope his wife appreciates that. He's an honest man. He could have taken my $60. I wish he was less honest. I wish he would have taken my $60 because let me tell you something right now. The fucking thing, I go out this morning because we had another dump of snow. I go heat up my car, heat up the Jeep, and I come in. And now this goddamn, this one crack has turned into like five of them. I don't know what happened. Now, part of it is my fault because I guess when you have a, when you have a crack, you want to not, if you can, expose it to big temperature changes quickly. Makes sense because that's what causes the air to expand and contract and expand the crack. I was under the impression this crack was going to go down to the bottom of the windshield and we're done. Nope. That's not what the crack wanted to do. So because I went and heated up the car today and I think I put it on like high blast, the crack was like, let's make, hey, let's have babies. You want to have some crack babies? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no that's something different. <laughs> Fuck it. This episode is called Crack Babies. You want to have a crack baby? Yeah. And that's what happened. Now I got five cracks just spreading all over the thing. And you literally can, I, I drove around today and I could literally see them moving as I'm driving. How stressful. And I'm just praying that these little crack babies work their way to the bottom and it ends. Oh, and that's the thing. That's one of those things about being an adult that's so annoying. Like buying a windshield. Whoever like dreams when you're a kid that that's something you're going to have to do. You know, that's why we all have jobs. That's why you have to work. Because you never even, th- like, even when you're a kid and you dream about having a Ferrari, no one ever thinks about, and, and I hope I, you know, and I, I want to repair replace its windshield when it gets chipped. Oh, what a bitch. And you know what's funny? The guy, when he sold me the Jeep, he's like, the the windshield is going to get chipped. He warned me. And that's I guess that's, you know, that's just part of Jeep ownership because the thing is at almost a 90 degree angle. So unlike other windshields where they ricochet, 
which I don't even know. Is that a French word? I don't know. Ricochet? Is that what Nicolache means? Is Nicolache just the English version of ric- Ricochet? Hmm. Why don't you take that away and think about it and come back to me? But they, they, it doesn't ricochet. Like, the thing hits it full on, so it takes the full force into the glass. And uh, so it's I've just accepted. It's like part of owning that vehicle is that it's going to be, you know, it's going to have a propensity to get those. But still, to have it so early, not be able to repair it, and now it's spreading like crazy. Oh, it looks terrible. Although, I will say this. In a way, it's a little bit liberating because in a way... It's uh, now I don't give a shit anymore because it's going to happen eventually. So in a way it uh, I'm like, fine, I'll just because I was thinking about replacing it right away. And then I'm like, no, because if now if I get chipped again, I'm like, fine, it's already a damaged one. And at some point I'll put a new one in, but I'm not doing it in the winter. I'll wait till those old street cleaners, cleaners, I'll wait till the street lemurs come out and clean the streets with the street cleaners. Say that 10 times in your head. So. Anyway, just wanted to share it with you. I wanted to share my little crack baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then we watched this thing last night. It's called, like, One One Taste or whatever. If you guys haven't seen this, this is one of the craziest documentaries I've ever seen. Nicole Daydon. This chick is one of the craziest humans I've ever seen. I won't spoil the documentary, but first of all, you know she's crazy because every time you see her in the documentary, she looks completely different. That's a red flag right there. Like literally every single conference, every single photo, she has a completely different hairdo, completely different look. And I've done some research on this stuff in the past. And uh, it's something with to do with like a personality disorder where they, they, they're they so unstable in their identity that they can constantly change it. Something, what am I, a psychiatrist? I don't fucking know. But anyway, crazy. So I highly recommend that one. Um, and check that out. Uh, and uh, oh, fucking dude. So, by the way, the last thing. On the way back yesterday, some guy having a full spaz attack on the way. We're getting loaded. And, uh, you know, they're like loading zone one. And that's before, you know, the anyway, loading zone one goes up. And they're going, they're going, they're going. And then this guy, I look over and he's just, you can see him waving his arms, doing the whole fucking pointing at his ticket. I can't hear what he's saying, but I can hear, you know, F-bombs coming through. Fucking this, fucking this. And, you know, right away I go, there's nothing in the world that's this that's he's wrong. There's nothing. Now he might be completely right. They might have put him in the wrong seat. Blah blah blah. blah. I mean, there's nothing ever where you drop f bombs, especially at people at the airport. You think they don't have to put up with enough bullshit? Anyone who's worked in in customer service knows you have to put up with so much, so many annoying people who just can't do shit on their own. And that's really what it comes down to. There's so much. Like when I worked at the bank. So 90% of the issues I had with like, you know, customers with their service was things that they just should have been able to do as adults that they couldn't do. Like moving money between accounts. And then one account has the wrong amount because they couldn't, they couldn't do the math in their head as to how much that, and they blame it on the bank. And it's just like, that's on you. Okay. So again, I don't know this guy's story. They might've completely whatever, but just the scene that he's making right away is like, no. No, man, that's not okay. And he looks over. He's one of these guys who looks over at the rest of us like this. How could you be so unaware that you look over at the rest of us as you're dropping F-bombs at this poor lady who works there, who's just trying to deal with you and do her job. And you think you're going to get empathy from the rest of us. You think the rest of us are going to be like, yeah, yeah, fuck her. Just a, this guy was such an asshole, dude. So he keeps making a scene, making a scene, making a scene. Finally, 
he gives up sort of and he goes down the tunnel and you know that tunnel that you walk onto the plane i can still hear him just go fucking fucking duck and i'm like just oh my god dude like grow up and the guy in front of me actually said grow up and i loved it because right as i thought grow up the guy in front of me said grow up and i was like whoa is this telekinesis and then i thought of the word vagina tit and then he didn't say it and i thought okay maybe not that would be amazing. Imagine you found out there's a person where if you could just, you can think it and then they have to say it. <laughs> um, so then he's making a scene all the way on, blah 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 blah. And then you know you when you get on the plane and like the 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 flight attendant standing there greeting you, and of course everyone like hi hi hi, and she's like hi, and he's like yeah they fucked up my ticket. It's like dude, why don't you grow up? Spaz attack. And then we get on the plane and I hear him. He walks to the back. And of course, because I didn't do seat selection because I refuse, I'm in the very back, back. Dude, I was in the back row. <laughs> I was in the very back row against the window. And the only nice thing with that is you go, I, I guess I die last, you know, assuming we don't get rear-ended in the air, which would suck. I'm dying last. So I'll get like an extra half a second to think about it. But uh, I hear him back there talking to the stewardess and he's like, yeah. and right away I realize what it is. It's just an ego thing. It's an ego thing. And he, he effed up. He somehow, or whatever his company, whatever, booked him in economy with the rest of us peasants. And he's freaking out because he needs the status. He's got to be in the front. He doesn't want people to see him in economy, even though no one gives a shit. And no one knows who he is, although now we do, and we hate him. Oh, my God. This those people, dude. Ugh. So, anyway, I don't know. He sat in his thing. But I was ready. I was ready. I'm like, if this guy makes a move, I know three months of karate and I'll take him down. I'll air marshal this shit. Does that even exist? Are there air marshals anymore? Who knows? Let's leave on that question. Are there air marshals anymore? And maybe next week we'll resume by having an answer to that. Um, thanks again for tuning in, you guys. Uh, have an amazing day. Keep your windshields tight. Keep your... What else did we talk about? Keep your hooters hootering. And... Um, if you're doing Papa John's today, don't do that pepperoni crust. It's just too much. So other than that, thank you guys. Uh, I'll see you again next week. And uh, I don't know. You can test your family or whatever you're supposed to do today. All right.